Good morning. Everybody hear me? All right, all right. Uh, I'm going to ask a question, not a question. Um, Please, uh, may you stand up? I'm going to ask you to do something for me this morning. And uh, the worship was awesome, and it's it's always good here. And uh, I'm going to add a little bit on top of it, just like uh, this morning I take the place of... uh, uh, the choir director here, and I'm going to ask uh, all the men to do something, and the women's also to do something, or the ladies. Um, I'm going to, uh, we're going to s- sing uh, a short, very short song. It says, you know, seeking first the kingdom and his righteousness. How many of you who know it? All right, good. And then the men going to say hallelujah when the lady is going to start the melody. All right? And uh, one, two, four. <laughs> okay? Let's go. Seeking. But I, I, I cannot, I'm not hearing uh, hallelujah. The ladies, I can hear the, the, the ladies singing, but I don't hear the men. Where are you men? Okay, repeat again. Hallelujah, and then seeking first, seeking first. See. is the message we're going to preach this morning. We already start, you know, and uh, from Matthew 6. Matthew 6. I'm just starting on verse 25 to 34. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, about your body. What you will wear is not life is more important than food, and the body more important than clothes. Look at the bird of the air. They do not sow or whip or store away in bonds. And yet, 
your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than there? Who are you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of those of these. If that is how God clothes the grass the grass of the field, which which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire. Will he not much more clothe you? O oh, you of little faith, so do not worry, saying, What shall I eat? Or what shall I drink? Or what shall I wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly, fa- your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Heavenly Father, we pray you again and again. You are so grateful and wonderful. You are Jehovah Jawa. Lord, we come before you this morning. You know our need. And you know it, Lord, before we can even bring it before you. And this morning, Lord, you know our need here in this house. And Lord, are we pleased that you can show up today, Lord, and speak to us as our Father and as we are your children. Lord, we love you and we want to listen to you. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, <clears throat> where we read this man who's worked, who read from, uh, we read here from Matthew. Matthew is, uh, got another name that called Levi. And Matthew was also a tax collector. A man who knows about how to deal with money. And uh, Matthew, <clears throat> tell us about Jesus. And Matthew elevated Jesus as the king. It's a king of the world. He's not just a king on some particular country. But he's a king of the whole world. And this is the Jesus that we serve. This is that Jesus that commissioning us to do his will. And that Jesus, this is that Jesus also who possess, 
who everything, everything belonged to him. And that's him we serve. <clears throat> and that's him this morning also who inspired Matthew says, Do not worry, for I am your king. And uh, <clears throat> this one, you know, Matthew is wrote about uh, uh, around 60 to 65, 80. You know, <clears throat> and this morning, in this passage where we read, you know, we are in the middle of time. It's, it's you know, it's so hard. Where a lot of people been so discouraged including questions. You know, you can hear a lot of people are, you know, uh, complaining, whining, you know, and about their lives. And this morning we're going to talk a little bit about it. And I hope, you know, the spirit of the living God is uh, sit down in the bottom of your heart this morning and to help you to elevate your soul, you know, before the living Jesus and then that uh, you, in fact, then to worry and then to replace worry to trust. And this morning, we saw a lot of people, you know, who are making a, a bunch of uh, uh, mistakes that because we not remember. And that's why, you know, the title of the message this morning is Remember. And uh, <clears throat> remember what? Remember the Word of God. And this morning, before we come in deeper on Matthew 5, Matthew 7, 6, where we read, I'm going to go in farther where Pastor Dave, you know, was talking a lot about most, uh, about uh, Joseph about two weeks ago. But uh, there is something that I read on Genesis 42, verse 9. Let's turn that on that, that place with us. Genesis 42, verse 9. Then Joseph, right, say he, then he remembered his dream about them and said to them, You are spies. You have come to see where our land is supported, uh, unprotected. You know, here it says, Joseph remembered. What Joseph remembered? The Bible said he remembered his dream. But you know, when Joseph saw his brother, Joseph going to act in the way that Joseph Put, thinking like, God is a sign now. Now I'm going to revenge. 
I'm going to, you know, you remember what you did to me? You tore me on the pit, you know, and then you sold me and then all this thing. Now you are before me. Now you are before me and then face down. You can even look at me. Now, you know, I am in a position where I can revenge. But Joseph remembered his dream. Remember his dreams. And then he turned the conversation into different angle. And then the second thing, Joseph remembered his dream. And, 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 and this remember also, Joseph remembered also that God is with him. And then, you know, he's remember, he come back to Genesis, you know, 37. Where God gave him, you know, dreams. And then he, he shared the dreams with his brother and his, and his father. And then all of them were against him. All of them didn't support him when he said, when he, tell, when he told him the dream. But now they come to a place where God is fulfilled what he said. In, it seemed like, you know, um, Joseph want to, you know, now it's going to punish them or doing something with them. But uh, he remembered. Many times we do a lot of mistakes. We make a lot, of, a lot of choices that because we don't remember. We don't remember. And as Joseph remembered his dreams, and then now he start, you know, acting according to God's will, to God's way. And later on, if we continue with all, you know, Genesis, the rest of the Genesis, we, can, we will see how Joseph deal with his brother. He didn't hurt them. He didn't punish them. He didn't kill them. But in fact, if you see some, in some places, he said Joseph put his hand upon them and then cry with them. A cry of rejoicing. And then there's place, you know, Joseph said, you know, it's not your fault that I am here. That God who prepared in advance for you, you know, and then it is a it is the power of forgiveness. And sometimes you make wrong choices that because you have something that replaced the love of God in you, and then now you can't remember because your heart is full with the thing of the enemy. Alright? You cannot remember. What the plan of God is, what the what God said on His word. And this morning, I'm going to remind you to seek the kingdom of God. You have to let go what's in your hand. You have to let go. The person you know who's on your who's in your heart, you cannot let go on it. 
The conversation that you have with someone, you know, that hurt you. This morning, let it go. And then, if you let go, you will seek the kingdom of God. You will not worry about your life. And I got good testimony for you. When I come in, you know, I am Haitian, right? How many of you know that? I come from Haiti. You know, a few years ago. And when I come to the United States, I didn't have a penny in my pocket. Are you listening to that? I come in with three children and my wife. With one penny. We just parked with just our clothes. And we came here. And truly, I can tell you that. The Lord is provided for us. He gives us friends. He gives us family. He gives us job. He gives us money. He gives us shelter. We give glory to Him. When you know God, when you know God, when you follow God, and then God is with you, and He makes ways for you, you don't have to worry about your life. Just continue to trust Him. Walk with him and show that he is your dad. He cares for you. He cares for you. And this morning, if you run away from him because of worry, it's a time to get him back. He wants you back. And worry kill you. Worry, you know, it just put you in the desert by yourself. You know, and then you are there. One, the only thing you see is just, is just sin and walk and, and anything else. You don't see any grins. But when you trust God, when you trust God, you know you are in the desert, but you're not going to be there. It's a part, it's a part of your, uh, of your uh, journey with, with the Lord. You're going to cross that, and then he's going to bring you over where he got some green pasturage. This morning, Jesus said, do not worry about your life. I can be here today, as I'm, I said, you know, I, even I'm not rich, I feel rich. I, I can't probably get my bank account, might be really empty now, but I feel like, you know, I am rich. I, and I am in the middle of my brothers and sisters. I know they are, you know, they love me. And then there is no greater thing that can replace that. You know? And I have joy. I have joy in my heart. You know? That not because I work for that, that because the Lord is doing that. That because of the promises of God, he says, do not worry. Oh, Ben. Thank you, my, my sweet guy. Thank you. We see these days, you know, we live in a situation where there's crisis. Crisis everywhere. You know, people lost their job. People becoming angry. Frustrated. Crying. Lost hope. You know? 
but the Lord is still the king of the universe. He's still in control. And he knows that you are there. One thing we need to do is to trust him. Is to trust him. And then church, when we have need, where we go? Do we go to our own, you know, we know that we have uh, a, a, a bachelors and bachelors, or we have degrees and degrees, that's where we go to. And then uh, we go by what we know, or we went to the feet of Jesus. Sometimes you might have bachelors, you might have many degrees, you have, have all your, the wall in your house is diplomas, you know. But if you don't have joy, if you don't have peace, if you don't have Jesus in your heart, you, will, you, you can feel with frustration. But if you have this man who said, do not worry, and then uh, you committed to, to, to follow, to listen to God, you know, and then to put your faith, to put your trust in God, you know, and then you will see all these bachelors, all these degrees, just like papers, but, uh, you know, and then you got something that, the, that best. The one that can speak for you when you go to interviews. The one that can say, okay, it is the time for him to be hiring here. It is the time to be hiring. You know? Don't worry about your life. I'm going to read something for you. That I read uh, a book that I call it an easy book, but so deep. The author is Gentison Franklin. I don't know if you heard about him. In this book called Believe That You Can. And I found that this was good for me, and I hope it can work for you too. When you are in the middle of the situation, you have no control over it. And then you just want to let go and give up. And the Lord will never give up. Listen to that. Said, uh, shake it off and step on it. Shake it off and step on it. You know, I said those two words, perseverance and creativity, make me think of the story about a mule who fell down into a well. When the farmer who owned the mule, the mule saw that uh, that had happened, he thought to himself, I can't get it out. I can't get it out. It is impossible. So he decided to bury him. He took uh, a shovel and uh, he started throwing dirt on that poor mole. And at first, the mole was uh, hysterical. Oh, help God! He's going to bury me alive. But then uh, the mole had uh, a fantastic thought. The mole said uh, to himself, I am just going to shake it off and step on it. And so, as the farmer took a shovel, loads, and de- lo- loads of dirt, and threw it on that old mole, 
hour after hour, hour after hour, that all more would not just shake it off and step on it. Shake it off, step on it. After many hours, well, the farmer kept shoveling the dirt on, on, in there. That, that donkey stepped out on top of it triumphant. He said, life will either bury you or bless you. It depends on what you do. Will you persevere? Will you worry? Or will you trust? Or will you listen to God? Or be obedient to God? When they throw death on you, will you turn it into a fertilizer and keep going? When the debt starts to rain down on you, shake it off, step on it, and go to higher ground. And this morning, there is some situation that can want, you want to bury you alive. And what you're going to do with it? Are you going to trust God? Are you going to just stay before it and then say, Oh, I thought, God, where are you? You know, and then I thought you are with me. And you're becoming angry and questioning God. The only question you have to do to God, do like Zechariah. When Zechariah was sick and then the prophet Isaiah come to, come to him and say, you're going to die. And what he did, the Bible said he went, Isaiah 38, he went to, a wall, to, to, to the wall and faced the wall and started talking to God. And Lord, I know I, how I serve you. I know, Lord, I am seeking you faithfully. I know I'm walking with you. And then now you said, I'm going to die. He's praying God. He's not just praying. He's just not crying before Isaiah. He said, Isaiah, you know, you know what you're going to do to me. You know? And, and, and it's, it's, he went and back and talked to his father. And then the Lord turned, he said, I said to Isaiah, go tell him. Go back and tell Zechariah that I'm going to, you know, adding 15 years. 15 years. On his age. And this morning, what you do with your situation. Worry. Worry can bring you to sickness. There is some sickness today that calls stress. There is some of them that call, you know, uh, Alzheimer's. You know, depression. And then that's what the, what, what the plan of worry is. Anxiety is, that's what the plan is, is to kill. It's not to do anything else than to kill. And you become so struggle, you know what to do. And then you become so full of the, of the empty thing. And then now it's going to explode you. And then what you sh- the only thing you need to do, turn back to the word of God. And say, Lord, you are my father. You choose me. I didn't seek for you. You sent your son, Jesus. You send, you send him down here, you know, to me, to get me where I were, where I was. 
And Lord, here I am, Lord, with bounding with trouble, situation, you know, I can have no control of, upon them, Lord. Father, I bring them to you. I bring them to you. The Bible said, you know, in Luke, 6, in Luke 15, you know, talking about, you know, the, the prodigal son. Run away from his house. But when he remembered, but the word said, when he come to his sense. But uh, you know, when he remembered where he, where, you know, how he was when he was at his house. You know, and then he saw where he is at the, at the present time. He said, nobody like me. Nobody care for me. Nobody, you know, can talk to me. I don't have no friend here. I don't have nobody who care for me. And then at my father's, you know, I have, you know, you know, I am, I am the king. And he made a decision to come back. This morning, young kids, where you at? Who want to leave your, your house because your parents want the right way for you? Because you want to encourage you to walk with the Lord. And then you don't found fun on Him. And then you choose to run in your own way. And I'm going to tell you, the Lord is love. The Lord loves you. He cares for you. He didn't want you to walk in deception. He wants you to bring what, you know, what is too hard for you. Bring it to him. And then he's going to help you to get, you know, out from it. Are you trust God? You who are in a situation, maybe you, you forgot, you know, your covenant with your wife, with your husband. You remember, you know, when you're standing before the pastor, you know, and then uh, he says, uh, Mr. X, uh, will you have this woman to be your wedding wife, to live together in the holy covenant of marriage? Will you love her, comfort her, honor her, keep her in sickness and health, and forsaking all others to be faithful to her or to him so long as both shall live? And you answer positively, yes. Yes. Say, I take. You say, me, I, Ludovic, take you, Mrs. Amelia, to be, you know, my wedding wife. Or, Amelia, to take me as, Ludovic, as my wedding husband. To have, to hold, from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, in sickness and health, to love, honor, and cherish till death do us part. And this morning, they got many situations that worried, take them away, cut them apart, you know, and then... You know, the, the, the thing that we don't have no control, because sometimes, you know, we, we bring them to God, but are mispatient, and then we take it over. We give it to God. We say, Lord, you're too slow. I can't wait no more. 
And then when you take it, you say you can't go, you can't wait no more. And then you going to start again. And sometimes you start again, it brings you frustration. It brings you anxieties. And then now, it's becoming, you're becoming discouraged. And discouragement is a tool that the enemy used today to triumph over you, over you. And to take victory over you. And today, I want to encourage you, when discouragement comes, you have to have a partner in faith to call and say, you know, today I don't feel to pray. And to come to you and to help you, to encourage you, to read something with you, to share something with you. Do not go by yourself. Fight by yourself. Struggle by yourself. You can't make it by yourself. It's not, it's not for nothing that the Lord bring us together. When you are alone, that's what you worry does. Keep you alone. And then eat your soul. You know? And then you don't have nothing to fight. You forgot the word of God. Sometimes you can't even pray. You go into bed, you know, and then you fall asleep. Without even saying, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you, Lord, for what I found from your word today. I thank you, Lord, for... The Bible. You know? And then uh, worry, don't, don't let you run on that way, on that highway. Take you on different way, different words. Trust God. This morning, to have, uh, you know, power over worry, you need to put your whole trust in God. As, uh, you know, uh, 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 Andrew was praying earlier before I just coming up. You know, listen to the word of God. Listening is not just hearing from the white ears and then it's fall on this one. But it's let it come down into your soul. And then let the Lord do something with it, not yourself. And then uh, doing what the Lord is calling you to do. You know, sometimes we are, we are we discouraged. We wait, you know, we hear a lot of blah, blah, blah. Be careful as questions. You know, about all the blah, blah, blah. All the blah, blah, blah can bring you to, to deeper worry. You have, to get, you have to pray God to give you the discernment what I need to listen to. And sometimes for somebody to help you and then he just bring you down in a deep way of the enemy. Then to bring you back from the way of the enemy. You know, sometimes you don't have to, you don't have to hear what you want to hear. Let the Lord speak to you. You know, the Lord knows what you want, what, what is best for you. But if you want to hear what you want to hear, sometimes it's going to be, it's going to be hard. And to put the word of God into practice. You know, put your full hope in the Lord. When you go according to his, to his timing, you can wait expectantly and hopefully. And then when we read on um, Woman 5, let's turn, that, let's turn to Woman 5 to see what Paul said there.
verse 1 to 5. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this, into this grace, in which we now stand. And we rejoice in, in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character. In character, hope. Verse 5. And hope does not, what? Disappoint us. Because God has poured out his love into our heart by the Holy Spirit to he has given us. Hope. You will not disappoint it if you have hope in the Lord. And this morning, wait for the Lord patiently. And then, uh, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> and you will see the character of God will come out from you in the middle of suffering, in the middle of hardship, in the middle of the situation, in the middle of crisis. You know, the character of God will come forth. And then the glory of God will shine. And then also, people around you will give glory to God because you're standing before God in the middle of the situation. You don't turn to somebody and say, you know, and then complain and whining and bring all your situation to them, but you're standing before God. And then God, when God show up, testimony will come. Testimony will come. But we need to stand. We need to stand on Jesus, the one that can do things. First Peter 5. This is what we need to do. Verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. It's not in your time, but he says, in due time. But what we need to do, we need to come down before, before him. In the spirit of submission, humility before him, trust him. And then God will elevate you. And in verse 7 said, Cast all your anxieties on him. Because of what? He cares for us. Do you know that? Do you know that God is care for you? In your sickness this morning, whatever problem that you have this morning, bring it to God this morning. And I want you to say the same as, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Lord, even you not come to deliver me. Even you not come to heal me. Even you not come to answer me at this moment, Lord, I want to stand before you. How many of you want to say that? This morning, bring your need before God. Don't go anywhere else with it. Bring it before God and God will lead you. He will answer you. 
And then Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego didn't get out burning, you know, all the, just the, 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 the party or the sin that come out. They, they come out, they weigh, they come in and glorify God. Because they put the trust in God, not on their situation. In fact, they said, Lord, even you not come, even you not show up, we're not going to come down before the thing that don't have life. And we know, Lord, that you are the creator of the whole world. You are the God of impossibility. That in you, our trust is. We're not going to put our trust in men. We're not going to put our trust in, in things that don't have life. And this morning, uh, let's turn to Psalm 121. When you have problem, where you go? One twenty-one. The psalmist said, you know, I lift up my eyes to the hill. In what? And I say, where does my help come? Come from. And then verse 2 said, my help come from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. This morning, where, where does your help come from? If it's come from, from somebody, it's going to, it's going to be done. Alright? It's going to be done. But if your help come from the Lord, it's just like a source. You know, that keep pouring. Keep pouring. Don't try to do, to try to fix your own citerns. You know, your citern can walk and then I will never get fixed. But if you come into the source, of our Father. And then you will get joy. We get joy. We rejoice in the Lord. Trust God. Trust God. And, and then when you trust God, you make wise decision. Let's look in this, this man and first king. <clears throat> Second uh, King, I'm sorry, Second King 18, Zechariah, Zechariah, the same one we were talking earlier. But uh, let's see what happened to Zechariah when he became king of Judah. In the third years of Hoshea, son of Elah, King of of Israel, Ezekiel, Ezekiel, son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to win. He was 25 years old when he became a king, and reigned in Jerusalem 25, 29 years. His mother's name was Abijah. Daughter of Zechariah. Did I say earlier Zechariah or Ezekiel? It was Zechariah, right? I was talking, when I was talking earlier, it was Zechariah. Z? Oh, man. <laughs> Let me try to say that. He, Zechariah. He, Zechariah. The king is Zechariah. That's what I was talking about. There was sick who went to the wall and prayed God. You know, you know today, I just... And in uh, verse uh, 3, he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father David had done. Number 4, 
He removed the high places, smashed the, the, the sacred stones, and cut down the Asherah poles. He broke into pieces the bronze snake Moses had made for up to that time the Israelites had been burn, burning incense to it. Zechariah trusts in the Lord, the God of Israel. There was no one like him among all the king of Judah, either before him or after him. He held fast to the, to the Lord and did not cease to follow him. He kept the command of the Lord had given to Moses. And the Lord was with him. He was successful in whatever he undertook. Alright? He was successful on everything is undertook. Why? Because the Lord was with him. And also... Because he remained in following God and do things according to God's heart. And when you see that, you can see, oh, Moses, God talked to Moses and do that, you know, and build that. And then, uh, you know, and then now he's coming and break it down. You can say, wow, that's not make sense. God speak to Moses to do something and then you come in to break it down. But uh, it was the best thing he could do at that time before the Lord because the people of Israel turned to that to idol. They worshipped it as, as their God. And when he saw that, he says, that's not right. That's not right in the eyes of God. And then he took him off. He, he said, the only thing, the only way, he, you know, he don't, he don't care. He don't worry about the people can stoning him. But he just take it off. He take it off. And today, even in the church, Sometimes the pastor is caring to take them some decision that can be good for the church. The leaders, sometimes they scary to, 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 to stand up. To tell, you know, the truth to the Lord. But if you don't tell it, you know, coerce will come. You know, coerce will come. Because the Lord will shake it. He will not leave it the way it's it. And then that's what happened to Zechariah, to, to Ezekiel. He didn't want, you know, trouble coming on this, on his, on his kingdom. Now he just shook it up and fix it. And then the Lord happy with that. The Lord happy with that. Listen to God as, you know, this man was listened to God and discern wisely and make wise decision. This morning, you know, chosen God. Walk with God. This man, the Bible said, he, he didn't, you know, um, verse 6 said, he held, he held fast to the Lord and did not cease to follow him. He did not cease to follow him. He did not turn away. He did not change the direction. He just kept it straight to the Lord. And this morning we need, we need, to apply the word of God in our life if we want to be successful. And whatever decision that you're going to take. Sometimes you might speak, you know, and then uh, nobody listens to you. 
Keep trusting God. You might talk to your kid, they're not listening to you. Keep trusting God. Keep trusting God. Don't tune. Don't give up. Don't let go. Keep trusting God. God have an answer for you when you trust Him. And then also, when you trust Him, you know, on the long suffering, when you trust Him on the long waiting, when you trust Him on the hard time, you know, that's where you're going to get the purpose that you are here. You are here to give God glory. And then God's glory is not coming in an easy way. It's not coming in an easy way. You have to get some hardship. And then Jesus won't say that to you. You're going to have tribulation. He's going to say you have easy way to go. No problem. No problem in your relationship. No problem with your, with your family. No problem in your workplace. No problem at all. He won't say, he, he, Jesus, he's not a liar. He said you're going to have trouble. But one thing, he gave us hope. He gave us hope that he's already conquered the whole, the world. The victory is in his hand. The key is in his hand. The key of all deliverance is in Jesus' hand. If you need deliverance with your situation this morning, come to Jesus. Trust in Jesus. Follow Jesus. Not cease to follow him. In your sickness, in your problem, in your situation, in your, you know, uh, laid off. Trust him. Amen? Trust him. Joseph, trust him. And after a long time, Joseph got to a point. Say, Lord, you are Lord. And I can see, Lord, when you say you are with us, you tell us the truth. And one day we will be with Jesus. You will not stay here on your trouble for life. You know, in fact, Jesus said, when you are with me, you know, I am with you. When you listen to me, I will come. You know? I will come. When you call unto me, I will come. And I will deliver you. And then uh, if you need things, you need discernment. Jeremiah 33, you know, he said, If you call unto me, I will listen to you. I will answer you. And I will show you the thing that you're not even seeking for. You know, Paul said in Ephesians Ephesians 3.20, you know, when you ask God for something, He gives you above of what you ask. This morning, I'm going to ask you, be patient. Be patient. Number one, be patient. Two, trust fully in the Lord. Trust fully in the Lord. Remember God's words. Just like Joshua and Caleb, remember God's words. When the giant before them, they remember God's words. They said, you know, Moses, you know, to according to God's words, according to God, you know, saying, we go in there and we will be victorious. And then when that happened, Caleb said, okay, this is what I need. I need Hebrew. Hebrew, and that's what I need. The place where the grit are living. That's the place that I want. That's what Caleb said to Joshua. 
All right, the great place. That's a place that I want to live. That's, a, that's my territory. It will be my territory. When you trust God, you can speak, you know, you can speak high. And God will not you let you walk face down, but he will lift you up before your enemy. Trust God. The Lord is faithful. He will not let you, he will not let go on you. I remember I used, I used to read something, you know, about somebody who, who write about uh, uh, walk on the a, on a sand. And then, uh, and then said, Lord, where are you? I don't remember the whole thing. But he said, Lord, where are you? You said you will be with me all the time. Now I don't see you. And then, uh, and then uh, the Lord answered, you know, when you, when you not see me, the feet that you see is me. That's because you on my shoulder. You know? When you not see anyone else, you, you see one feet. That's my feet. The, the one you don't see, that you. You on my shoulder, you cannot see the other one. And this morning, where you at? If you got a point to question, ask God where, where he is. Because he promised he will be with you all the time. Trust in the Lord. Job trusted in the Lord and said, Job said, you know, the Lord give, the Lord take. May the name of the Lord be glorified. You know? And this morning, trust in Him and you will see the victory. You will see what the Lord is, God the Lord has in His, uh, in His hand for you. I'm going to ask you, if you got something that you bring to the Lord this morning, I don't know what is that. You might know what you're dealing with this morning. Come before him. Just laying yourself before him. Laying your problem before him. The altar is open right now. You know, come to him. And then say, Lord, maybe you were, you're running away from him, even you on the church every Sunday. Maybe you you are you you in the church every Sunday, but you becoming a judge for the word, then accept the word. And this morning come before him and say what you fail to say to him. He knows you and he wants you. And he's waiting for you. Just like the prodigal son. He's waiting for you. There is clothes ready for you. There is shoes ready for you. There is perfume for you. There is, there is a cough, you know. There is a, you know, a, 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 a thing, you know, that prepared to rejoice, to celebrate your coming. Your coming back this morning. Do not let worry, worry hold you. Do not let anxiety hold you. Do not let doubt hold you. You know, do not let the spirit of, I can go, I can back. I can go, I can back. Holds you. But on this morning, make your step. A step of victory. A step of freedom. A step of rejoicing. The step of a new song. Come in.